TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Beach and Company. Stop flipping around the dial. Beach and Company. And let's hit the beach for a while. Beach and Company. The all around talk of the town. Beach and Company. They'll pick you right up when you're down. Beach and Company. Sandy's on the Well, hello, hello, hello. It is Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach, and we got to start the show off with something very important today. It is the birthday of Bernadette Pollock. Yes, the bride to be of internationally known Sandy Beach. It's her birthday today. So wish her a very happy birthday. And Barbara Hughes, if you've taken any of our trips on Viking, uh, Barbara's with AAA. Also, she and Kevin are the proprietors of Webster's Bistro in uh, North Tonawanda. So happy birthday to Barbara Hughes as well. And then Betty Brooks. Well, Betty isn't her real name. Uh, we used to call her Betty when she hung around with another girl we used to call Veronica. Betty and, and Veronica. Uh, they are in Archie Comics. Uh, those were in the KB days. So happy birthday to Betty Brooks and Barbara Hughes and the beloved Bernadette Pollock. How happy birthday, that? Bernadette. Yeah. Happy birthday, I Bernadette. I didn't get her a gift because all of our money's in that cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can tell you. But anyway, guess who's on the line? If, if you go online, you see a lot of people reviewing cars, but there's only one real car coach, and that would be Lauren Fix. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Sandy. Uh, how, uh, how are things uh, with you today? Good, good. I've been driving a lot of new cars. They've been bringing them to me rather than me going to them, so it's been kind of different not traveling these last few months. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. Usually when you're on, uh, we've got so much to talk about that we don't take any calls, but uh, we're, we're doing the full show today, and if anybody has a question of the car coach, now, uh, the questions can be buying, selling, value, all that kind of stuff. We'd like to avoid uh, my clutches slipping uh, or my transmission is skipping a gear. We're, we're not going to do that, but we are going to do anything on the retail side. First of all, Lauren, you talk about a monumental year. All of the car shows basically were canceled. The dealers were shuttered. Uh, now that uh, some of them are open, I assume most of them are open, first of all, tell us about the impact of the virus on uh, retail car sales and, and dealerships. Well, the, our local dealerships have been really great, actually. Um, 
first thing they that they were doing is still making communications with people online when we all first shut down. So I know that you can go to apps, but the problem is you're not getting that local feeling. And we have excellent dealers in West Her Group, Northtown, and I'm missing a whole bunch of them, but there's even the little dealers, they're all great. Uh, and because of that, now that things have transitioned, and people do need cars, you're, there's over a million cars coming off of lease in the last three months. So all those people either need to extend their lease or buy new cars. But because of that, the used car market is on fire because there's no new cars coming down the pipeline. They're either missing parts or haven't been produced yet. So if you're looking at a used car, you're going to find those prices to be much higher than you expect. You know, I know somebody right now is looking for a used car, and she is having problems finding what she wants. Uh, now, I, during the, uh, uh, the lockout, I kept mentioning that if you were about to buy a car and you got locked out, I just bought a car just before the lockout, so I was all set with that. Uh, but, you know, the, the dealers have to floor plan these things. They're all accruing interest. I said, when, when they open the doors, it's going to be an excellent time uh, to get a new car. Now, you just mentioned the used cars. Prices are through the roof. What about uh, new cars? I assume it's a good time to, to shop. Right. The first of every month, I post a list of all the the deals, the financing, the hidden incentives, stuff that you don't really know about that we get insider information on. So I try to put that out the first of every month of that first Friday because every Friday I put out a news report. But what's happened is, it's like, for example, I, I have a new vehicle that's coming in any day. But one of the things I tell people is if you ordered something that's coming in, but it may be delayed. So let's say you want to buy, I don't know, we'll just come up with something off the top of my head, a new Honda CRV. You walk into the dealership, they may have three or four on the lot, but they don't have any coming in behind it. So there are minor incentives, like if you purchase it, there's 0% financing, but be really, really careful of this delayed financing. That's one of the things, oh, well, you don't have to pay for the first three months, and you're all set. Well, here's what you don't get. You are paying for it. It's just totaled into the rest of the month. Nothing is free in life, not even love, as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most expensive of all. We're with Lauren Fix, the car coach. We'll take a break and return on News Radio 930. If you have any questions of Lauren, uh, call the usual numbers 803 0930, 1 800 616 9236, star 930. Uh, you can also text them or Facebook them. Uh, and uh, Buzzy will read the Facebook. We'll handle the text and we'll handle the telephones. All we need is you. Lauren's already here. We'll be back after this. Lauren Fix is with us. She is the car coach. She is uh, nationally known. Uh, everybody knows her and she knows everybody. Uh, if you have any questions, 803-0930-1-800-616-9236-930. First question comes from Mr. Caligiri, Mr. Tony Caligiri. What do you have, Tony? Good morning, Lauren. Uh, my question would be, wouldn't it be smarter or to your advantage if you're the type of person you're really looking to save a buck to buy a 2019 rather than a 20, knowing that the dealers are going to want to get these things off the lot? Yes, you can find any. That's the problem. I mean, I talk to a lot of the different dealers. People come to me and say, hey, can you help connect me to you know a good deal? Finding a 2019 is very challenging. Um, it's funny because a lot of the manufacturers say, oh, there's great incentives on 2018s, but I don't think there's any dealers that have 2018s unless there's a reason nobody wants those cars. Like they have no options or there was you know, some intuitive problem. So it's very easy to get uh, sucked into that. I would suggest your best bet. You really want to save money. You want a car, especially maybe a luxury sedan or an SUV. I would say try to find a certified pre-owned. 
but there's a secret to that. So if you're looking at, since we're switching around, I'm mentioning all kinds of brands. Let's say you're looking at a brand new uh, Lincoln Navigator. Well, to get a new one, they're only a year old, so you're probably not going to get any deals. And I have a lot of friends that have them, and they love the new Lincoln products. Including me, yes. I, I got a new Navigator just before everything got locked down. Lincoln's on fire right now with their design, with the what they've come up between the Navigator, their Corsair, which I absolutely love. I think is one of the finest vehicles out there. I think Lincoln's finally hit a home run in their styling. They have, actually. And um, the gentleman that was part of the lead on that change is now working. It moved up the ladder. He took Joe Heinrich's position so that he's basically in charge of the product line. So here's something interesting. So you want a Lincoln. Yeah, I can't afford a Lincoln. I'm thinking I'm going to look at a Nissan or something more reasonably priced. Well, did you know they're not making the MKC anymore? So that's the replacement. So that is the Corsair. Ah, that means you can get a deal on an MKC. Or you're looking at maybe you want a sedan, but they're not going to make the Chevy Volt anymore. They're making the Volt all electric, but the Volt is gas and electric plug-in. Now, let me ask you a question, Lauren, because I, uh, I hadn't read my books in a while, and then all of a sudden I saw they were piled up. I decided to go through a lot of them. And the overemphasis on e-cars, electric cars, is remarkable. Uh, now, I know how you feel about them, and I know how I feel about them. The selling point is when you touch the gas pedal, they fly. But the other, the downside, we're well aware of. But are the deal are the um, manufacturers putting too much emphasis on electric vehicles? They have to, and that was part of. I put a tweet out this morning saying how excited I was to be on this, and let's talk electric vehicles. I know that everyone's confused. People are saying to me, "Well, I don't understand. You know, they're making it seem like everybody has one. Not everybody has one across the whole United States. There is less less than two percent plug-in electric vehicles." The Government's trying to get you to do it, mostly from the previous administration. They want you. They think it's greener. It's not greener. It is more inconvenient. I mean, I don't know if you've ever forgotten to plug in your, your cell phone in the morning you wake up. You're like, oh, sure. Oh, no, I got I got to get a charging cable to go with me. You start thinking about all the the issues that go with it. If you forget to plug in your car, you're not going to work. Well, remember when California was having those wildfires? Uh, suddenly there was no place to plug in all those electric cars. And on our trips all around the world on AAA, the, the most, uh, the most e-cars I, we saw were in California. Uh, so they were in California, and suddenly they had a car in their driveway with no place to plug in because the electric grid went down. Right. And the other problem, they had the same thing in Florida when they had the hurricanes come in. I have a lot of friends that are down there, and we all get these different media vehicles. They left the electric vehicles. The first thing they grab, trucks and SUVs. Because you think about this, you're, you're heading north, you realize you're out of gas. I could not, not that this is legal, but if you're really, like, the world is coming to an end, you can siphon gasoline off of some other vehicle. <laughs> you can't do that with electricity, right? Can I borrow a gallon of electricity? No, you yeah. sit in line with everybody else for four hours just to get the charge. Now, first of all, we'll find out how good a car person you really are. We have great respect for you. Have you ever siphoned gas? That's not easy to do. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll give you credit for that then. Okay, let's go to line one, and that would be Debbie in Tonawanda. Debbie, you're on with the car coach, Lauren Fix. Good morning. Um, I'm considering buying a Subaru Outback. And I wanted your opinion, number one, on that vehicle, and also any advice if I should try to. It's really hard to find them used. 
I'm trying, but I just want to get your opinion on that vehicle or, you know, what your thoughts are. Okay. Thank you. Um, here's an interesting thing. Subaru has one of the best all-wheel drive systems out there on the market. And that's partly why they sell well. They're very fuel efficient. They are very much economy cars. If you're thinking you want luxury, you don't want a tinny car, you don't want to hear a lot of road noise, that's probably not your vehicle. Okay. Vehicles to choose from. But if you're thinking, no, I, that's the vehicle I want, especially the new ones, some of the newer technology that they're offering for Subaru because their technology is a bit dated, um, I would say I'd like the, you to buy it locally. I'm sure the Northtown dealer would love you to buy from them. But if you can't find it locally, don't be afraid to go online. Go on Subaru's corporate page, SubaruUSA.com, click on the vehicle you want, and it'll say find the vehicle. And it may be in Rochester. I mean, I bought cars in Washington, D.C., California, Chicago. I bought my Audis out of Erie. I mean, you can get vehicles anywhere. So, I mean, obviously it's best to buy local because it's good for Western New York. And, uh, Debbie, here's a suggestion. If uh, your dealer doesn't have one, Many times they'll use the locator and find out where there is one and bring it in for you. So uh, don't be afraid to ask that. They can tell you uh, how many vehicles there are available, uh, what they're, what's on them, what color they are, and all that. So uh, make them earn their commission, have them do a little work, and get you exactly the vehicle you want. Excellent, yeah. Okay, thanks, Deb. Thank you very much. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Kevin in Jamestown. Uh, he's on line two. Uh, Kevin, you're on WBEN with Lauren Fix, the car coach. Hi, Lauren. I got a question here. I have a RAV4, 4 by 4 but I want to downsize to a small Jeep with two seats, a little area in the back. Now, for my best uh, money for a trade-in, my car was hit at Walmart. and I did $2,600 damage. Should I fix it and trade it in? Well, the best rule of thumb is if you're going to put more into a vehicle than it's worth, get rid of the vehicle. So, in other words, if you have $5,000 to put into a $3,000 car, that doesn't make any sense, especially if you're thinking about getting rid of it. Now, if it's damaged, you're not going to get as much money for it. But if you sold, if it was damaged enough that the insurance company took that vehicle, there are lots of vehicles out there to choose from, whether it be a Jeep like a Gladiator or you want something smaller like a Kia Seltos, which is a really cool little car, or a Hyundai Venue. There's a lot of vehicles out there. I would say always test drive those vehicles, by the way. Number one rule for me is seating comfort. I know Sandy feels the same way. I know that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Are comfortably, forget about it. And then visibility. And then does it meet your needs? Lauren, can I get more money for my car if I traded in under $50,000 or 50,000 miles? You probably will because you're getting the tax credit. So, in other words, anytime you trade in a vehicle versus selling it on your own, keep in mind that if you trade in a $10,000 car and you buy something, you're only going to pay sales tax on the balance of the new vehicle. So, if you sell it on your own, you have to calculate in, well, depending on the county that you're in, but in Erie County, it's eight and three quarter percent. You add that on top, you would save that. So, and if you don't want the headache of dealing with Craigslist and eBay and the Buffalo News, trade it in. Get your vehicle and move on. All right. Thank you, uh, Kevin. Thank you for the call. Uh, we'll be back with more of the uh, from the car coach, uh, Lauren Fix. We've, we've got a million questions we want to ask. If you have any questions, make them consumer-related. In other words, uh, not that you're, you, know, you're, uh, you need new brakes or anything like that. Keep them consumer-related, and she, she knows all of it, inside, outside, and, and the wrench them 
but I don't, so we'll keep them consumer-related. On News Radio 930 WBEN. the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. And we are back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Lauren Fix is with us. She's the car coach. And Lauren, I'm thinking you may have to change your title from the car coach to the SUV coach because uh, there are fewer and fewer cars to actually look at and, and drive out there. Or it could be the truck coach because there's a lot of those coming out too. Well, that's true. That's, uh, those are the two big ones. Uh, if, if you uh, had your mindset on a car, uh, is there any choice out there, really? Or are there so few that uh, you might as well just forget it and go to something else? Well, you know me. I'm a Mustang girl. So the new Shelby Mustangs are spectacular. Even if you just bought a Mustang convertible. Uh, I've reviewed so many cool cars lately besides SUVs. Uh, if you like Genesis product, if you've never seen it, you're thinking of a German vehicle, you have to definitely take a test drive in the Genesis G90. It's spectacular. Um, other vehicles, if you like power, uh, Dodge has, of, of course, a bunch of new challengers and chargers with more horsepower than you had before. Um, Kia. Yeah, I need, I need more horsepower. That wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> you get 800 horsepower in a Dodge Durango. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you mentioned. Well, look uh, at the Trackhawk. And, and Bernie has a, uh, a Mustang convertible and she loves it. She wouldn't trade it for the world. She just absolutely loves it. Uh, Mustang people are very loyal, and uh, it, the cars look good. Now, hers is five years old. It doesn't look like it's seen a day out of the uh, showroom. So, Well, that's good. That means you take care of it. Um, you know what? Yeah. hot car is the new Corvette is spectacular. If they haven't seen it, they're just starting to come in. They've had a few uh, holdups that were outside their control, but the new Corvette was car of the year for North America. I was the president. Um, I'm on the board for four years. But um, so I, I'm really, I really got a lot of seat time in the new Corvette. So I was- well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was going to be my next question to you. Didn't the, wasn't the Corvette schedule to come out about the same time as we locked down for the virus? No, it was supposed to come out before that. What happened is it was supposed to be uh, being produced in September and October, but there was the UAW strike. And that was, what, 40-some days. So that kind of... Second to them, and then 
soon as they start getting ramped up production in Kentucky, boom comes COVID. And now they're moving a lot of people that had ordered 2020s to 2021s. We were supposed to get the convertible and that got moved to next year as well. There's a lot of it was the Ford Bronco, which just got revealed really cool. I've got a bunch of videos on my YouTube channel and also through my website, which is car coach reports. Uh, it's very interesting to see uh, some of the new product that's coming out. It's okay. Uh, now the Corvette, this has been one of my, you know, I'm a lifelong car freak, just as you are. One of the things that drives me crazy is when there's a highly anticipated car, try and get one. Try and get one. You go to the dealer and they got 30 ordered and uh, then you, you, if you want to wait six months or they got a price pack on them where they're adding $5,000 to the sticker price. Uh, and uh, is, is a Corvette a car you could actually go in and buy or are you going to go on a list? I think if you're buying one that has no options on it, they're probably sitting on a lot. I know Wester was saying they were buying them either with no options or fully decked out, you know, or you could custom order one. But they're not, they're not the type of dealer that's going to stick it to you like some of the other dealers. I've seen dealers across the country offering as high as $30,000 more than on a You could almost buy two. You could buy a Bronco Sport and a Bronco. It's like, I don't understand. I won't do that. I have a rule of thumb. And I do have some cars that, should have been sold over sticker. Of course, I, I pull strings when I need to. We pull favors when you have to have a sure. vehicle. But, um, but even at that time, I have to pay sticker. Well, it's nice to if you can get a relationship with a, a dealership and they know you and you know them, uh, it cuts a lot of the red tape. Uh, they, they give you you know a, a fair deal right as soon as you walk in. And, they, uh, and they'll check up on you, make sure you're happy because they know you're going to come back. A lot of people uh, think of it as an adversarial process where there's almost the enemy in them. I don't. I never have. And I've had a lot. Of, I've had a, like almost 120 new cars. New cars. Want, and want. and, and uh, I've got, that's because I've got relationships with dealers. Yeah. When you own a lot of vehicles like we do or have over the years, you know, um, and my, I met my husband. We each had two vehicles. So it started and I had already <laughs> But um, that was a long time ago. I've been married over 30 years. But um, it, it's interesting. You, you know, you find certain cars that you love and you keep, and other ones, you know, you get rid of. And there's vehicles that I love that are out there being produced that I would only lease. You know, so. But we have, uh, we have some really interesting stuff coming into this area, by the way, that we've never had before. Um, you may see on the roads, and I've lived here 90%, 99% of my life um, since I was 10. I'm from Detroit. And, you know, you would see a Corvette, you see a, a Porsche, you know, you might see a few stray exotics. Lately, we're seeing McLarens, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, I mean, really high-end vehicles, Lamborghinis, things that you would never see here. But I was just told that there's going to be a small, small Ferrari dealer coming to Buffalo. Get out. Get out. What a, what a time I picked to retire, just as the Ferrari dealer comes to town. Where's What's it going wrong? to be? I'm What's camping wrong out. With that picture? If there's any station that needs help, call me. Because if there's a Ferrari dealer coming to town, I gotta take a look at that. Well, they're gonna. Oh, I think they're only gonna have one. Um, the dealership that is currently Alfa Romeo and Maserati is going to be converted to also Ferrari Repair. So they'll have at least one vehicle there. <clears throat> they'll do. It's partly owned, I guess, from the Ferrari dealer in Canada. So that's kind of interesting. So you're going to start seeing that a lot more cool cars. There are a lot of Ferraris in this area. A lot of people own them. Park. Well, that's town, and I got a Maserati from them, and, and they're uh, they're nice people. Not they're good people. Not any longer. 
If you think about this, though, Sandy, what do you and I, whenever we talk about Ferraris, the one thing we say, well, yeah, they'd be nice, but you have to send them you know, to Cleveland or Toronto to get service. Yeah, get if service. you're going to have a dealership right here and you don't have to ship that, I think you're going to see more people want to go for that. Well, there's a, there's a dealer, too, in uh, Midwestern Auto Group that will come and send a flatbed uh, to service your vehicle. The only problem is it's a dollar a mile both ways. So your 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 uh, oil change is going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. Well, there's other places to go. I mean, I have Porsches and stuff. I have German cars and I've got Fords. And the dealer, I love the local dealers, but they can be expensive, especially if it's not included. You buy a new Jaguar Land Rover, it's included. And, and you buy a new BMW, same thing. But when you buy a Porsche, you don't get service included. And so I, I use Black Forest on Genesee Street. The guy is great. He's the only guy in town that does that kind of stuff at a reasonable price. So, I mean, there's, there's – and that wasn't a paid ad, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we got more questions, uh, and we'll be talking to Fred in New Mexico and maybe you of Lauren Fix. I'm going to ask her to explain the difference and the advantages of leasing, buying, or buying and leasing. All right, on News Radio 930, this is WBEN. Uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach, is with us. If you have any automotive questions, uh, give us a call, 803-0930-1-800-616-9236, star 930. Let's go to line three. That would be Fred in New Mexico. Fred, you're on with the car coach, Lauren Fix. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Fred. I, w- I was... Um... Wondering what is your take on the on the the general take on on Buicks? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Buick has done a lot of work in changing their lineup. They brought in the cars, and now they're getting rid of all of the cars and going just SUVs. So again, there's another spot where if you're looking for a car, there is a good deal because the dealer wants to get rid of those and bring the new vehicles in. So it's certainly something to consider. I think they they build good vehicles. They're, they're the step below Cadillac, but not a Chevy, because remember, they used to be Oldsmobile and all that. So I think they've done a really nice job. The Encore is a bit small, but their full-size SUVs and their mid-size SUVs are really well done. And their styling, I think, has improved greatly in the last five years or so. Oh, absolutely. I, I think what happened was they, they started getting very boring, and they, then they brought in the German Regal, and everybody liked it, and now they get rid of all the sedans, and they created that same Buick look and moved it to SUVs. you got to go where the money is. You know what we're going to do? We're going to post a picture of you and I. Uh, yeah, we were doing a broadcast together at the uh, uh, helicopter uh, place at the airport. And so we'll post that, and people will think that that's in current time. <laughs> okay, thanks, Fred. Thank you. Uh, Buick uh, is pretty good now. Uh, and, Lauren, I w- I'd like you to explain, because a lot of people don't understand and, and you get stuck in the weeds. Explain a couple of the key things that somebody should know if they're considering leasing, something like the residual value of the car, things like that. Well, a lot of times people are thinking of, first, do I lease or I buy? I actually, I have a lot of people that call me on that. probably a top question. And I would say it depends on what you do. So if you drive between ten and 15,000 miles a year, leasing is a great option. If you say, no, I am way over 15,000 miles, or my car doesn't go that far, it's under 10,000, you should own it. The reason is, if you're under 10,000 miles, you're leaving money on the table. Because the smallest lease that's out there right now I think Lincoln has it. Uh, not, not a few, a few brands have it. It's 7,500 miles. So again, that's it. After that, 
you're paying for that mileage usage and you're not using it, so you're leaving money on the table. So you're basically giving extra money to the dealer or the financial company. On the other end, if you're going to drive 20,000 miles a year, you're going to pay an overage fee that is never seen less than seven cents a mile, and it can get very expensive. You'll realize you're spending a lot more on the vehicle. So how do they calculate these numbers is, is what residual is. What's the car worth down the road? And there are very rare times where it's worth the vehicle's worth more than what the number is. Um, ALG is very good at getting the exact value or pretty darn close to it. So you buy a brand-new um, Chevy Traverse, which I've reviewed, and you love the car, but you get to the end of your lease and you go, do I buy out the lease? And typically, 99.9% of the time, I don't even bother, uh, especially if you've done the mileage right in that ten to 15,000-mile window or whatever you have purchased. Just keep in mind that if you're going to use it, use the vehicle. If it says you bought 10,000 miles, you drive the 10,000 miles. Why give the extra? If you're slightly over, uh, near the end of your lease, usually within six months, you'll get a contact from the leasing company asking if you want to buy extra miles. And that's where the better deal is there. Yeah, well, and when you're talking to your uh, salesman, uh, be sure you ask him about the percentage of residual because the more, as Lauren pointed out, the more that that vehicle is worth when it comes time to turn it in, the lower your payments are going to be. Uh, and uh, some have very good residuals, some have terrible. They're great cars, but they have terrible residual uh, value. Uh, Lauren, I'm sure, and, and Tony and I watch, and I'm sure you do too, uh, Meekum and those kind of auctions where cars with high sticker prices oftentimes don't bring a lot at those kind of auctions. Uh, uh, why do you think that's the reason? What's the reason for that, Lauren? Well, it depends on the vehicle. I mean, if you're looking at a Ford GT, which is a real hard vehicle to get, anyone who bought one is going to sell it and make a profit on it. But for Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you bought, I don't know, let's say, um, I'm trying to think of something that, that would be a good example, a Supra, great, great little car, fun, and you decide to send it to Meekum Auctions, now, that car probably would make the main stage because it's not a collectible or a modified. But if it's going down the line, you're not going to make your money out of that. It's a daily driver. It's a nice daily driver, and it's fun to drive. But you have to keep in mind that buying those cars, you have, if you're buying anything from any of those auctions, you better know what you're talking about. You better have an expert with you, and you better have done a ton of research, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, like cars like Mercedes, for instance, a, a good, a, a very good car, well made, well thought of, uh, but you bring them to an auction like uh, the ones that are on television, like Meekum, uh, and they don't draw, they don't draw big money. Unless it's like an AMG GT Black Series. I mean, you're talking. Oh, really? That's the one I just saw go over the weekend. <laughs> it went for a lot of money. Well, because you can't get them. That's why. If it, if they if uh, like Ford or GM or Mercedes or Audi works the deal, like if the last R8 V10 goes across the line, there's people even in this local area that do nothing but collect the last vehicle that's being produced of a certain model. So there'll be a following. But not every vehicle has a following. If you're just going to take like a C-Class Mercedes and run it through the lane, even if you've modified it, it's not going to give you your money out of it. Okay, now, uh, this is like class, and, and uh, Lauren is going to uh, teach us uh, what don't they tell you about electric cars. I know what they do tell you, step on the gas pedal, and that usually will make a, a big enough impression you want to buy it. But what do they not tell you about electric vehicles now? You know, the sad part of the whole thing, the whole overview of electric cars, is everyone seems like, oh, this is the green version. This is the, the one that's less impact on the planet. But in reality, it's 
more impact on the planet. The battery itself has a bunch of very dangerous rare earth minerals that we don't mine here in North America because we don't want to hurt the people that live here. They don't do it in Central America. The only place you're doing it is in Africa. Uh, and this is cobalt, cadmium, mercury, lithium, neodymium. Those are the top five. Uh, wow. Very dangerous to humans. And all of the mines are owned by China. <laughs> okay. Be beholden to the Middle East. We'll be beholden to China. So right now, as of this morning, uh, I just happened to notice that there's a huge shortage of this materials because they want it to be. And VW and Ford and all the U.S. endangered of not having enough batteries because they have to be made with these products. So keep in mind, at the end of the usage of this, and yes, you're plugging into the wall or two up. Still some... Uh Okay, uh, hold, hold that thought because we have to go to Rush Limbaugh and then when we come back, Lauren, you have time to, for a coffee break. When we come back, we'll talk more with the listeners and Lauren Fix, the car coach on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.